Hello everybody and welcome to the main event podcast, wherever you're watching it, whatever time you're watching it, because it's a bit different now. My name's Dan and as always I'm joined by Jeremy, who is now over there. I am over there, yeah, instead yeah. of instead of above you, which instead of above. is probably a there. good thing. Like, I, I don't feel like I ever should have been above you, that sounds a bit kind of weird, so, you know. <laughs> Side by side works yeah. uh, works nicely. Slightly yeah. new look if you are mm. watching the video version. Um, but uh, most of you will be listening in podcast form, wherever you do that. Welcome on in. Make sure mm. you uh, like, give us a lovely little five-star rating for the episode so that other people know how awesome it is. And yeah. awesome it will be, because we're here to discuss uh, Impact Wrestling No Surrender. Uh, mm. From the nineteenth of February, uh, which was yeah. a little over a week ago for for yeah. us at that time of recording, um, it's our second Impact Wrestling event that we have covered on this show, mm. and uh, not to to spoiler it right right away, but uh, it didn't disappoint as far as I'm no, concerned. I was it was pretty good. I was pretty happy with it, but uh, we'll yeah. we'll get into the nitty-gritty, as it were, mm. and go through all of the details, all of the matches, and we'll uh, give it a lovely rating at the end, as we always do. Mm. Now, uh, predictions. We have predicted uh, all of the way through. Um, we did not predict the, the countdown to No Surrender, the pre-show. No. So uh, our predictions will kick off once we get into the main part of the show. Um, but uh, on the... Uh, something to discuss from the pre-show on the uh, the feed that that I got, and I think mm. you got as well. Um, there was a little bit of kind of pre-pre-show, yeah, where, where they had just Tom Hannafin and uh, Matthew Raywalt just sat at ringside, like much like we are before we go live on a yeah. podcast, just you know having a sat little around. chat, just sat around, um, looking chilling. at screens, chilling out, that kind of thing. I the crowd yeah. were chanting something at them behind. I couldn't work out what that was, but uh, <laughs> it was nice to have a little bit of behind the scenes mm. uh, from from the show. Uh, I guess it's mm. because there was the the fight TV feed or something. I don't know the technical mm -hmm. reasons for it, but uh, it was interesting nonetheless. Mm. But uh, once we did get to the actual countdown, uh, it got underway with said commentators, Tom Hannafin, Matthew Raywalt, welcome, welcoming us to the show and running down the night of action that was to come. The first contest was a non-title match between X-Division champion Trey Miguel and John Schuyler. Miguel had been missing from action since Hard to Kill due to the death of his mother, for whom he wore pink tights during this contest. As expected, this was a clash of styles, with Miguel using his speed and quickness, and Skyler relying on his size and physicality. Despite being grounded by a Topecon Hilo by Miguel, Skyler felt confident in victory uh, after a big rolling senton, but the ex-champ was able to kick out a two. Skyler's surprise at not getting the pin cost him, and Miguel struck with quick kicks before taking to the top rope and hitting Meteora, allowing him to pick up the one Two, three. Mm. I uh, did wonder where Trey Miguel was, and um, mm. not enough to to take to the internet, where I'm sure it would have would have told me. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was good to see him see him back in the ring. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it was slightly confusing why there wasn't an X Division 
championship match building up to this show but there was a number yeah. one contendership so it all makes sense now um mm. and uh condolences to to trey miguel for the loss of his mother um yeah obviously from from cancer based on what we what we saw yeah. on his trunks uh and what a way to come back it's a it cracking match cracking match yeah um i think Fantastic both men match. did really well yeah that's i think it was one of those matches that you just think bloody amazing really wasn't it so yeah yeah it really highlighted what the x division has been about over mm. the years uh this it doesn't matter what size you are uh it's mm. more about the style of wrestling than it is the mm-hmm. size of the wrestler it's not about weight limits yeah. it's about no limits yeah. as was the uh the catchphrase back in the day uh, and i definitely think that that john schuyler fit that mold yeah um it's, it's a shame really that he was just kind of fed to Trey Miguel without it becoming um, mm. more of a thing. This could have been mm. an X Division Championship match for yeah. for no other reason than he was the person facing him that night. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was nice. It was a nice way to to kick things off. Probably could have been on the main show itself, but I guess it mm-hmm. wasn't. It wasn't built up, so it was mm. what it was. Um. That's about it from me, I think. A yeah. Nice opening contest. Yeah, Nothing very nice opening contest. We didn't predict it, so don't have to worry about that bit. Not yet. About Not me. Yet. About me taking the belt that you've forgotten to put up. Yes. That's right. <laughs> anyway. So the second and final match on the countdown to No Surrender saw Tanil Dashwood of the Influence take on Decay's Havoc in one-on-one competition. Dashwood centers herself with a deep breath before the match before it. Before the match began, she was quickly accosted by her much larger, stronger opponent. Distractions from Madison Rain and Caleb with with Kay allowed Dashwood to get some offense in and almost took a win with a crossbody from the top rope. The distraction from Caleb and Madison continued, but this time Dashwood was the one distracted as Caleb appeared to receive a call from one of the inspiration, the EE inspiration. (laughs) Havoc capitalised and picked up the win following a tombstone pile driver. Nice to see the the tombstone pile driver again. Mm. Obviously, uh, nobody in WWE is ever going to do a tombstone pile driver ever no. again that's a uh kind of a sacred move that must not be touched mm. in in wwe but mm. yeah impact don't care yeah just impact just rock up care. and tombstone pile drive people left right and center who cares and it fits yeah. uh it, it fits havoc i think it's a good move mm. uh, for her to use i wish she'd slow it down a bit the thing about the tombstone pile driver is it looks better the kind of more slow and reservedly you yeah. do it so with the just the quick yeah. slam down didn't really take your time yeah take your time it's it's true of a lot of wrestling really i I don't want to sound too much like weirdos like jim Cornette, but doesn't have to be a massive rush from start to finish just no take your time let the people take it in and enjoy it if you move too fast it's a bit like uh like 4k and, and mm-hmm. higher resolutions on televisions. There becomes a point 
where people can't actually perceive it. So it doesn't matter yeah. how much better you do things or how much quicker you do things. Mm. People can't process that quickly. So if you do three yeah. ma three moves in the space of two and a half seconds, then we've, we've only seen one of them, really. We've yeah. no idea what you've done with the rest of your body. So yeah. just slow it down. Tombstone pile driver should be savoured and enjoyed. Uh, and it's certainly effective for Havoc. Yes, absolutely. Looking forward to finally getting the proper match between the inspiration and the influence. We were supposed mm. to have it the last time we spoke about Impact Wrestling, yeah. but uh, we still don't really know what the deal was. I assume COVID was yeah, the reason. Yeah, we COVID, don't we? So. Uh, but they haven't come out and said so. We had mm. a, a very strange... Uh, knockouts tag team championship match with uh, Caleb with a K in place of uh, mm. in place of Madison Rain was it? I can't even remember which way round it was. Um, I get quite confused, uh, but it it wasn't the proper influence taking on the inspiration no. when they did return to action. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe that's the match we finally get at, at Sacrifice, being as that's you know hopefully only two and a half seconds after no surrender they're really turning yeah. around those pay-per-views quickly yeah they are and then what's the next one after that is it in it's April? rebellion yeah the it, we've got a month between those so that's not so yeah. bad but yeah but this this one has just been kind of shoved in the middle of of two yeah. well-timed events really but i'm yeah. glad they did because it was a good one yeah uh what did you think of this this last match on the pre-show yeah, I thought it was good. Two different styles between them. Like Havoc's very much the bigger, brutier mm -hmm. sort of person. Tanil's a bit more technical, shall we say, or lighter, high flyer, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I think they worked well together, really. Yeah, I mean, they're both, both fantastic at, at what they do, and they're both great mm. in the ring. Um, Havoc is still very much kind of meeting that potential really tapping into what what she can do so having mm. matches against people like Tennille Dashwood one on one is is only ever going to help that development and uh mm. picking up a win as well yeah. so we're talking about knockouts tag team championship shots but maybe if uh Havoc has now defeated Tennille Dashwood then Decay get get the first shot before them yeah. I don't know maybe they've lost their opportunity Maybe we will have to tune into Impact Wrestling uh, to find out what what's going to happen. But uh, yeah, we do move on and on to the the main part of the show. Uh, the No Surrender pay per view kicked off with Chapel Heart performing the American national anthem and a video package introducing the show and competition upcoming. In a word, Chapel Heart. Meh. That's the word. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the opening contest was a fatal four-way match to determine the number one contender for the Impact X Division Championship, with Chris Bay, Ace Austin, Jake Something and Mike Bailey all vying for the honour. In the early going, Jake Something dominated his opponents using his superior strength and size, but showing that he belongs in the X Division, he followed this up with a quick dive over the top rope, crushing the other three men in the match at ringside. As the match continued, Ace Austin was fairly effective at grounding something, and then the other opponents worked to get him on the mat. 
the high-paced techniques of Bailey, Austin and Bay added a more frenetic pace to the match, but Something once again stepped in and brought momentum to a screeching halt when Jake Something caught Ace Austin in into the void, a very powerful sidewalk slam, allowing him to make the cover and walk out as number one contender. Mm. And so where earlier I asked for an X Division match between... Uh, Trey Miguel and and John Schuyler. Jake something is very much kind of cut of the same cloth yeah. as John Schuyler. They're they're quite similar. I think Jake something has that that speed and agility mm. edge over John Schuyler, but yeah. in terms of style of match, uh, I think we're going to get get much the same kind of thing between Miguel and and something after yeah. this match. Um, but that's for the future. What did you think of uh, of this opening contest to the pay per view? Again, another good match, I thought. You know, great. X Division. Great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was It was a solid, solidly good match. And yeah. I, I think that's really the theme as we move forward through this pay-per-view. There are lots mm. of solidly good matches. There wasn't really mm. anything spectacular no. to come out of it. Uh, it's difficult to do that in a, in a fatal four-way, even in the X Division yeah. where the action comes from everywhere and it you don't get that kind of just one-on-one and the other people are laying down as you do in a normal fatal four-way mm. not with the x division that it's very quick interchange between the legal yeah for lack of a better term i know they're all legal but when you consider it like a tag team match the the two people the two focuses of the match at that yeah. time that changes very very quickly in the x division yeah. um but I think Jake something was really the the main focus of that match. Yeah. He was in the ring a lot more than anybody else, uh, yeah. I feel. Um, and it was because he was the bigger man and the, the others were working hard to, to take him down, I suppose. Mm-hmm. The story yeah. works best that way. Yeah. Um, but I was, I was impressed with everybody in this mm-hmm. match. Uh, another look at speedball Mike Bailey, who... Yeah. It's just something weird about that guy, man. I... I I don't know. What, I don't know how to explain it, but I just look at his face. I'm like, I don't get you. I, d- I don't really understand what you are. Uh, you just don't get it. I just don't get. I just don't get it. He's great in the ring, but I just look yeah. at him. I'm like, okay, yeah, there you are. There you are, Mike. Um, right, cool. Yeah. Go do go do speedy ball things or or whatever. You, whatever your name is um yeah yeah um ace austin's great yeah uh, i can't look at his head without going how the hell did he shave those like lightning bolts into his hair that's impressive um not quite as impressive as his his in-ring acumen but still very impressive kudos to his yeah. barber and um chris bay yeah it's cracking as well um i think the only reason that they haven't gone ahead and made Chris Bay the number one contender is because they're saving it for down the line get mm. Trey Miguel back and acclimatised uh, after after his trauma and then mm. put Chris Bay up against him I hope at Rebellion which they're treating as a like a bigger event mm. uh, this event and Sacrifice are Impact Plus whereas mm. Rebellion is an actual pay-per-view I think that, that people are going to have to pay for. So if there's a match that you're going to want to pay for, it's Trey Miguel 
against Chris Bay, I think. So yeah. So hopefully that that's what we get down the line. Not to overlook Jake something. But uh, yeah, okay. solid match. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Cool. Prediction wise. Oh yeah, that's a good point. I forgot about predictions. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I I thought Chris Bay was going to take it. Yeah. Based on all the things I just said, uh, but they've they've held him off. Uh, you went with Mike Bailey, so we were both wrong. Yeah, <laughs> uh, both Jake wrong. something picking up the win, leaving us with yeah. big fat zeros to kick off the show. The way to do it. It's the way we roll. It is how we we tend to do it almost every time. To be fair, <laughs> yeah. The first match is never a, a good one for us. No. So let's hope there's more luck with this one. Uh, the next match was less about titles and more a clash of meat as Jonah went up against Decay's Black Taurus. The pair locked up in the middle of a ring, pausing occasionally to pepper each other with intense right hands. Realising he wasn't going to win, win the size battle, Taurus used his speed advantage to avoid Jonah for a time. But when the big Australian got hold of him, Taurus was body pressed and launched across the ring, not once, but twice. Despite fighting off the big man in burst, Taurus once again found himself body pressed, tossed across the ring, but a third time was from high up on the ropes. Jonah followed this up with, with a Louis Luthez press from the middle rope and a power bomb, but it wasn't enough to put the bull away. Jonah took to the top rope again and delivered a tsunami to pick up the victory. I was not expecting to enjoy mm. this match to the level that I did. Mm. I, I think it was it was sol another solidly good match. It was, um, yeah, it was another solidly good match, as you say. Yeah. I, I haven't seen much of Black Taurus. Um, you know, we only really tuned back into Impact Wrestling at the beginning of this year um, mm. for the purposes of of this show. Uh, very mm. glad I did. Uh, overall, it's been it's been cracking this year. But I don't think I've seen Black Taurus in anything other than a quick squash match with with somebody. Mm. Uh, the guy can go. He can go, can't he? Yeah. He's pretty pretty fast. Um, yeah. It, it's quite rare for him to be the smaller person in the ring yeah because um, he's a big guy he's a big guy and, and decay have been doing a lot of kind of intergender stuff um mm. for the rest of this year uh but him and him and jonah that just clicked i, th I think these guys should face off again they're, they're yeah. very 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 good opponents um and i what do you think of jonah since leaving wwe I don't know really. I don't. He hasn't like wowed me, shall we say? No, I can see what you're no. saying. Yeah. No. Yeah. He yeah. he has followed the kind of trend of many a big man that leaves WWE and mm. then intends to go to Japan and make it yeah. big. Uh, yeah. There's been difficulty in him doing that compared to to others, obviously, in the the times that we live in with COVID and travel still not really being easy yeah uh he would have to move to japan uh to actually wrestle for new japan pro wrestling continually mm. um so he's 
plying his craft elsewhere. I, I do think he he's as good in the ring as he was in NXT. Yeah. Uh, the, the tsunami especially. Um, we've spoken about this before. Uh, the mm. tsunami especially. I think he's finessed that. And it's a yeah. much, much more powerful move now. In NXT, yeah. it would be that did the opposite of what I said he should do earlier. He he took his time, got up to the top rope, and then it was just really a big splash, kind of a mm. an Uso type big splash from the top rope, which is impressive. He's a gigantic man. Yeah. But but now it seems like he he very quickly clambers to the top rope and without even stopping, he's just up and then free falls down onto his opponent. So it does look more like a crashing wave where yeah. That it rises and falls very quickly. It's not a, a tsunami wave doesn't come up and then just hang around for a bit and then and then drop down. It is very much up and splash. Yeah. So I, I think it's I think it's good. The the yeah. the modifications he's made to the tsunami are pleasing to Jez, shall we say. That's always a good thing. We like Jez to be pleased. We do. We we don't like disgruntled Jez. He complains too much for a start. Yeah. Oh yes, yes, <laughs> yes, uh, and uh, no room for complaint uh, in our predictions either. Uh, yep. We both went with Jonah. It was a, yep. a fairly inevitable outcome, I think. So we each get yep. a point. Yeah, just one. Dan won. We the ones. We the ones. Let's not do that again. <laughs> we learned our lesson last week. Moving on, the uh, the next contest saw the leaders of two influential wrestling stables go head-to-head for the first time when Violent by Design's Eric Young took on Bullet Club's Switchblade Jay White. As the match began, the two men felt each other out, fighting out of the corners with chops and strikes. After whipping White hard into the turnbuckle, Young, Young took control for a moment, but that momentum quickly swung back the Switchblade's way after a surprise DDT. But not for long, as the upper hand passed backwards and forwards between the two men. With the live crowd fully behind King's switch, he hit a Uranagi and tried to end the match, but only received a near fall. After being dragged face first into the ring apron, Eric Young retaliated with a pile driver to that same apron, but he also only achieved a two count. The pair continued to exchange counters with each other, but after White hit the half and half suplex on Young, he followed up with the Blade Runner and picked up a hard-fought win. Mm. The, well, the North American debut, really, of, of Jay White in the ring. Yeah. Uh, unless you include the New Japan Pro Wrestling shows that they did in America. But I don't. I count that as still being Japan, uh, being Japan tech myself. Yeah. Uh, when I talk about a North American debut, I mean on one of the major North American promotions. Um, And although Impact is not as up there as it was, it's still a major promotion in Mm. my eyes. So I stand by what I said. Um, I don't know much about Jay White. Um, My my watching of New Japan Pro Wrestling has lapsed significantly. Um, But from from what I have read about him and from the clips Mm. that I've seen of him and this new incarnation of the bullet club since uh they kicked out kenny omega a few years ago yeah it, it seems to be that uh they're on uh, a kind of run and it's wonderful to see the bullet club 
in Impact Wrestling. Yeah. It's the first time we're seeing the Bullet Club outside of, of New Japan Pro Wrestling as the Bullet Club. Yeah. It's been a very protected stable, shall we say. Um, mm. And I wonder, there must be some kind of creative control, either from New Japan about the Bullet Club stable and what they do, or mm. with Jay White and and the other members of the Bullet Club directly. Because I don't think they would be particularly pleased if they brought the Bullet Club into Impact Wrestling and into to AEW. I mean, we've got Jay White in AEW as well. Yeah. And he just jobbed out. The leader of the Bullet Club never won a match. It wouldn't yeah. particularly look good, would it? No. Not at all. Yeah, so um, there's got to be something going on. Uh, you you think there is, you know, maybe not fully in charge of what's going on, but they probably have to get approval for certain things. Yeah. Uh, where it pertains to the Bullet Club. Uh, more on that later. There's certainly a big move in the Bullet Club to come in this event. Mm. But uh, mm. what did you think of of this match, in particular, uh, Eric Young? I thought this was another good match. You know, as we said earlier, it's not not spectacular. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it was good. It was good to watch. I thought both men were good. You know? It, yeah. It served a purpose. The The idea of this match was to introduce Jay White to Impact Wrestling mm. uh, against uh, an opponent who could definitely carry a good match in case Jay White couldn't do what he always does uh, yeah. and put on a good match. And the thing that impressed me the most was actually Eric Young's promo before the match. I thought yeah. that was a really, really good segment, just talking about how he is the standard bearer of Impact Wrestling and that mm -hmm. everything runs through him. And you, until you sit back and and look at Eric Young's time in Impact Wrestling, you don't really realise how much the guy's done. Mm. Multi-time champion, he's been in multiple stables, uh, also yeah. had a fairly successful stable in, in NXT. Let's not talk about it outside of NXT. Um, <laughs> and yeah, the guy is definitely who who you should go to if you if you want to have a good match, a good debut. He's like the, oh. uh, the Dolph Ziggler of Impact Wrestling, I think. Yeah. Two he guys is. that you can guarantee to get a good match out of. Yeah. Uh, very impressive. Yeah. 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 Lovely. Very happy. Uh, Prediction-wise, I went with Jay White for uh, for the reasons that I suggested about Bullet Club ratification, needing mm -hmm. clearance. Uh, you went with Eric Young, so it's a point for me. We're up to Jez 2, Dan 1. Got to hold up your the right two. numbers, yeah. though. It helps, yeah, doesn't your it? Your two, I'm one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and we dear. move onwards. Right. I'm going to need a drink for this one. Go for it. Yeah. There, There's certainly some uh, some particular language in this <clears> that, <throat> that might trip up the dyslexic, shall we say. <sighs> right. Bear with me. So, next at No Surrender, the AAA Reina de Reinas. Nice. <laughs> and Ring of Honor Women's champion diona perrazzo held her champ champ open challenge the challenge was accepted by miranda alize yes Dang it. yeah yeah <laughs> who elected to fight for the ring of honor women's championship 
The pair locked up as the bell rang and looked to be kicking off a technical submission based match but when the champion escaped an early attempt at the Miranda rights, Elise dived out of a ring at Perazzo who was taking a pause at ringside. Back in the ring the Virtuoso Virtuosa, did go for the submission win locking Elise in a surfboard but the challenger escaped and tried to surprise the double champ with some quick pinfall attempts. Elise forced Perazzo into the corner and delivered a string of attacks to, to the champ but still she could not put her away. She locked in the Miranda rights but Perazzo rolled her into the pin to break it up. The experienced double champ then put a stop to all messing and swiftly locked Elise in the scissored armbar forcing her to tap out. Diana Perrazzo remains the champ champ. And uh, that that mirrors our predictions as well. Champ champ because we both went with Diana Perrazzo for the win. Point mm-hmm. each. That puts me on three. Moves you up to two. Dot. Lovely. Uh, well done on that uh, that read. There were definitely some some challenging uh, words in there, words designed in there. purely to trip you up. I think. Uh, I think yes. they're doing it deliberately. They know you're out there. Um, yeah. What did you think of this contest? Yeah, all right. This one I think was still good, but not as a standard as the other matches on the card. No, no, and it was advertised in the sense that we knew there was going to be an open challenge but there was no hype for these two women to face off so that can often take something away um i didn't didn't know anything about miranda elise at all i'm not familiar uh i I feel like she she looks good yeah does a, a good job in the ring um but was really just sent out there to be another title defense for for Diana Perazzo. Uh definitely making Diana Perazzo look good building towards uh reclaiming the Impact Knockouts World Championship I would expect. Yeah. Uh, would have done it hard to kill if it wasn't for the fact that Mickey James got herself in the Royal Rumble, I would suggest. Yeah. So there you go. Probably. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it was a match it came and went. It was good. Mm-hmm. wasn't spectacular. No, I agree with you. Not as good as the others yeah. so far. Uh, the next bounce was always ready Matt Cordona uh, defending his newly won Impact Digital Media Championship against the former champion Jordan Grace. As the bell rang, Cardona disingenuously held out his hand to offer Grace a pre-match handshake, but Jordan swiped it away and went on the offensive. She dominated the early portion of the contest until Cardona used the referee to form a a barrier between the two of them and cheap-shotted Grace in the corner. The trepidation that Cardona showed to fight a woman in their first contest was not present in this fight and Cardona seemed happy to slap and shove Grace and didn't hesitate to deliver two reboots. As Jordan Grace got back into the match, Cardona escaped the ring and got a chair. Expecting a suicide dive from his challenger, Cardona held up the chair for Grace to go face first into, but she called an audible and instead drop kicked the chair into the digital media champion's face. 
The chair followed the pair into the ring and Cardona was about to use it on Grace when she took down the champion with a swift kick below the belt, causing a disqualification. Mm. Uh, yeah. The first true intergender match that we're going to discuss on this podcast, really. Uh, how do you feel about the kind of open policy of uh, impact wrestling for men to fight women and, and just get on with it. I don't mind it. I don't either. Not when it's people like Jordan Grace who, no. who, who could legitimately hang with yeah. the guys. Like well, she's, yeah. she's very built in the upper body. She can definitely carry, mm. carry her weight. Uh, mm. I, I expect she probably out bench presses the majority of the, uh, the impact roster or at least the the x division kind of guys mm. and I, I was impressed with with this yeah i'm also intrigued by the matt cardona heel turn yeah he he turned heel in uh the other promotions that he's working for uh, across the indies and in uh the nwa already mm. um and People were digging it. People were enjoying it. And people were actually fairly impressed that he was managing to maintain being a babyface in Impact Wrestling while, while being the top heel in the NWA. Yeah. Obviously, that's changed now. Um, yeah. And kind of stealing a championship from a woman is a definite way to get yourself disliked. It's a very clever yeah. way that they've turned him heel in Impact. Yeah. He's because he's so likable. Mm. Him just taking a championship from somebody else wouldn't really have, have done the job. But to kind yeah. of exploit the fact uh, that uh, he's he's facing a woman, he pretends that he's you know reluctant to do so, uh, mm. and then cheats to win because he couldn't beat yeah. her legitimately. And even in this rematch, has has kind of ducked away, even yeah. though it wasn't his fault technically that he got disqualified he was certainly doing his best to to cheap shot his way to to the yeah. win so yeah. it's a it's a nice way of of turning him heel i wonder i wonder where it goes from here they'll 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 fight again um, oh yeah and I, and I expect that that jordan grace will will come out at the end of the rivalry again with the digital media championship so that Cardona can move back into the world title picture, but it was... Why don't you just call it the Internet Championship? It's a very new championship. It only uh, was brought in at, at Banfield Glory last year. Uh, mm. Matt Cardona's only the second champion in, in the belt's history, so yeah. they may indeed change it to Internet Champion, but his own Internet Championship uh, mm. from the days of uh, you know Z True Long Island story, he actually... Uh, retired that in quotes mm. it was never a real championship recognized no. by anybody but he retired it um while he was still with wwe i'm pretty sure yeah so he's could... got a new version of it though it is a different version yeah 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 i think he got that uh for the major brothers podcast that they do talking about action yeah. figures who knows? There, there was a long period of time where Matt Cardona was irrelevant. Sorry, no offense. Um, and, and so I didn't really follow what he was doing. Um, yeah. Not irrelevant anymore. Yeah. He is, in fact, 
relevant. What is also relevant uh, is the fact that we both picked Matt Cardona for the win, and by hook or by crook, that gives us a point. Even though it was a DQ, that is still a correct prediction. Uh, for those watching the video, Dan's holding up a three, because he's on three. I'm not holding up a four, but I am on four. It's four three. <laughs> okay. So the next match was a battle of former versus current members of the Bullet Club as the Good Brothers, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson, defended their Impact World Tag Team Championships against Tamatonga and Tanga Loa, the Gorillas of Destiny. At the bell, Carl Anderson went straight after Tama behind his back, but he was ready for it and took the fight to the machine gun. Tamatonga made Anderson regret attempting the cheap shot as he dominated his opponent for the opening few minutes before targeting um, tagging in Tangaloa to continue the beating. This game this came to an abrupt halt when the big LG Doc Gallows entered the match for the first time. Gallows switched momentum back to the side of the tag team champions despite effective tags between the members of G.O.D. As Anderson vowed to kill Bullet Club, the Good Brothers went for the Magic Killer, but Tamatonga found a way out of it, and all four men fought in the ring, each trying to hit their finishes and put the match away. When things calmed, Tamatonga hit a big splash from the top rope, but only got a two count, at this moment, Chris Bay came running down the ramp and distracted the referee. Tongaloa looked, took exception to Bay being out there and got in his face, only to be surprised by a huge choke slam outside the ring from Gallows. Back inside the ring, the back inside the ring, Switchblade J White crept up on Tamatonga and delivered a Blade Runner to his Bullet Club teammate. The Good Brothers followed it up with the Magic Killer and picked up the win. Jay, um, Jay White, Bay, Gallows and Anderson shared a too sweet salute over Tonga's body, showing the world that G.O.D. were out and the Good Brothers were back in. Very interesting. So, as we you know, were discussing earlier... The fact that they have made a fundamental change to the Bullet Club outside of New Japan Pro Wrestling is huge. Mm -hmm. Massive. Massive. And it was former members rejoining, and they were never officially kind of excommunicated in the way that mm. when you are kicked out of Bullet Club, you are kicked out of Bullet Club, and you are, you are left laying. Um, yeah. That didn't happen with, with the Good Brothers. They kind of left fairly abruptly mm. um i wonder what what this means for god mm. it's not only an impact in impact it's fairly obvious they'll feud with the bullet club right there yeah in in that kind of situation but are they are they actually out of the bullet club in in new japan you'd assume the continuity will carry i you don't know so. this is what this is what makes it interesting for me mm. um when when will we see them back in uh, in new japan again mm. will they it just is be very interesting just be the gorillas of destiny 
no longer mm. affiliated with the Bullet Club. Who knows? Mm. Very interesting. Uh, but as far as the match was concerned, uh, mm. another solid yeah. match. Uh, yeah, good. Have a good one. Again, nothing spectacular yeah. uh, other yeah. than than the ending. I'm, I'm, I would say that that's fairly spectacular myself. But uh, yeah. Other than that, it was just a good good tag team match. Yeah. Really good absolutely. tag team match. Um, yeah. You've got two very good teams here that I think can can carry that tag team division for Impact Wrestling into the future. Mm, absolutely. And predictions. Uh, I thought that the Gorillas of Destiny would roll into Impact Wrestling, take the championships, and take them back to the Bullet Club. Because I'm like, the Bullet Club need gold yeah. in Impact Wrestling. And so that part was was right, but um, not not the not the way that I expected. You went with the Good thought. Brothers to retain, so you get the point there. Evens yeah. us up. Jez four, Dan four. Going to tie again, aren't we? Like yeah. we did last time. It's fine. Yeah. Some of these are a bit predictable, inevitable. It's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, but after winning the Ultimate X match at Hard to Kill, Tasha Steeles took on Mickey James next for the Impact Knockouts World Championship. Mickey James came into the match cocky and confident, but Steeles displayed her usual swagger, refusing to back down from the champion. The pair locked up, first in a collar and elbow tie-up that moved outside of the ring, then in a test of strength that Steeles got the better of. Outside the ring, Steeles looked into the camera and spoke to James's husband, asking him why he didn't make her stay at home, but she received a swinging neckbreaker on the floor for her insolence. As the match moved back into the ring, James was jumped by Savannah Evans behind the referee's back, was forced into the ring post uh, before being deposited back into the ring. Steeles beat down the champion and achieved some near falls, but this just ticked off the champion. Mickey James first bit Steeles, we think, before kicking her between the legs. Shifting the momentum back her way, James flew off the top rope with a Luthez press, uh, but only got a two count on her young challenger. Evans tried to get involved once again, but James was wise to it. The distraction was enough for Steeles to hit a TKO on James, but she was not able to capitalise. Chelsea Green came to the ring to remove the Savannah Evans threat, but Green would be the final difference in the match. Mickey James shoved Tasha Steeles into Green, their heads collided, and James rolled up Steeles for the 1-2-3 to retain her Impact Knockouts World Championship. Mm. I would have been convinced if I if yeah. I was what if I tuned into this show for the first time, I might have been convinced. Mickey James was the heel and Tasha Steeles was the babyface. Yeah. The dynamic was yeah, a little yeah. bit odd. Mm. And it didn't help the commentators no. going, yeah, Mickey James is confident. You know, she didn't even really spend time preparing for the match. She was out at a concert last night and like, right. It's not, mm. not okay. really babyface kind of. No material. No. no. Whereas Tasha Steele's, you know, while cocky and and very outspoken, uh, mm. other than than talking to the camera uh, at uh, Nick Aldis, I 
I don't think she really was all that heel in mm. the match. So I don't know if that kind of foreshadows changing up yeah. Mickey James. There is, yeah. you know, Chelsea Green hanging in the wings. Yeah. Whom Mickey James has kind of taken a shining to, a friendship to. And Chelsea mm -hmm. Green is seemingly, you know, obsessed, respectful of Mickey James. So maybe there comes a time where Mickey James turns that around and and we get a huge huge turn from Mickey James. Maybe that's what this was setting up for. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be good though. Would be good. Would be good. Um I, I don't remember if Chelsea Green or um what was she called? Lacey something when she was in Impact the first time around. Was it Lacey Von Eric? No, that's not that's not right. I remember she was just a runaway bride, wasn't she? Basically, yeah. 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 Um I'm not sure whether she won the the knockouts championship in that run. I want to say she didn't. I don't think she did. It's it's overdue. Yeah. Championship on on Chelsea Green, I think. So Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, make Chelsea Green one of the biggest baby faces in the company while Matt Cardona is one of the biggest heels in the company. I think that's that's a cracking idea. Funny. That would be entertaining. Yeah. Let's do that. Uh Although there was a pretty good build to this match, and it came from the uh, the Ultimate X, in mm -hmm. both of our eyes, it was fairly inevitable that Mickey James would be retaining the championship. That's the way our predictions went. Yeah, point each takes us to five apiece. Five time, and uh, we move on to another championship match. Yes. So the first of a double main event saw Moose defend the Impact World Championship against W. Morrissey. Just like that. <laughs> the start of the match was a hard-hitting collision of meat as the two bludgeoned each other with strikes and clotheslines. The pair fell back into opposite corners, but Moose came out like Moose. a house on fire, <laughs> spearing Morrissey so hard he had, had to escape from a ring. When he recovered, Morrissey retaliated with a big boot and BQE powerbomb, but Moose, Moose also escaped the ring to save the match. As Morrissey tried to get Moose back in, in the ring, Moose was able to put him through the timekeeper's table and bounce him skull first off the ring post. Back in the ring, Moose and Morrissey <laughs> tried to outdo each other, with vicious chops in the corner, but after a massive collision in the middle of a ring, Moose took control with another huge spear and went for the win, but Morrissey's hand was under the ropes. Morrissey hit another big QE, but likewise, Moose's foot was, foot was under the rope, prevented a pinfall. Moose set up for a third spear, and despite Morrissey avoiding the first attempt, he hit the ropes and hit it on the rebound. Moose made sure Morrissey was in the centre of the ring before making the pin and picking up a 1-2-3 to retain the Impact World Championship. Moose. Moose. Still don't get it, the moose thing, but whatever. You know... I enjoyed doing it while you were talking. That was entertaining, at least. 
<laughs> oh, people who are listening to this aren't going to get that at all. Not at all, no. We should probably explain that. So while Dan was reading that out, every time Dan said moose, I did the you know the kind of trucker hand pull down thing, like I'm pulling the horn in, yeah. a, in a cab. I'm doing moose mm. because I'm a troll. <laughs> <laughs> now, the other day, I said mm. to you that mm. uh, I was actually enjoying... W. Morrissey and felt like he was developing really well uh, mm. in, in the very quick time in Impact Wrestling. Having now watched yeah. this match, uh, mm. wasn't on the winning end of it, but uh, what are your thoughts on W. Morrissey at this stage of his career in Impact Wrestling? I'd say he's definitely improved. Definitely, yeah. definitely improved. So, good on him. Yeah, yeah. Um, when he was in that kind of last stage of his WWE career, he was getting a little bit of a push. He had a, mm. a notable match with uh, Daniel Bryan Danielson, and then he was out the door. And I felt yeah. like he wasn't quite ready for for that level of competition. Mm. But this slow build against guys who you know themselves worked their way up from. From nothing up to the world championship picture, like Moose, mm. I think that's been really good for him. And mm. in the last few weeks on on Impact Television, uh, yeah. in with the interference of uh, oh, I've forgotten his name. I've forgotten his Impact name. Brian Major, whatever his name is, Brian Myers. Brian Myers. That's it. The yeah. the other the other Major Brothers podcast person. Yeah. Um, I felt like that was a, a really good way of slightly turning him face. Mm-hmm. Because Moose was the heel in this match. Yeah. Um, Moose is a heel champion. And so people had to kind of get behind Morrissey a little bit. Mm. And he had a lot of obstacles to get there. So. Oh, yeah. Um, Moose as a world champion is mm. interesting. Yeah. I don't know how yeah. much longer they can they can keep that going while they're trying to kind of relaunch their product mm. to audiences new and old. Um, you know, guys like you and I that watched Impact in the past and coming back into it aren't going to yeah. be too thoroughly yeah. engaged with Moose as world champion. But no. yeah, considering recent champions have included. Kenny Omega and Christian. Yeah. Yeah, they've been all right. And then I think you need Moose. to build build someone to to take Moose's spot at the top there. And yeah. uh you know, spoiler alert for sacrifice, uh Heath ain't it. Heath, no. is, Heath is facing Moose for the world championship at sacrifice, so Yeah, no. Cool. As much as I love Heath, he yeah, no. No, no, he's not world championship. Sorry, no, not even, not even close. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a decent match. Yeah. Um, although we both predicted Moose, uh, so we get a point there, six apiece. I am slightly surprised that they weren't even tempted to go with Morrissey as world champion. Mm. Probably a bit soon. That's probably the reason. Yeah, I was why. about to say. I think it, I think it's a little bit soon. I think he could do just work a little bit more. Yeah, refine himself a bit more. Yeah, I don't know um, who 
who's next for him really he really shouldn't mm. go back into the the world championship picture for a little while no. um, maybe he could come up against one of the big stables like yeah guess on and more or the bullet club or violent by design violent by, yeah. all of the all of the stables are heel stables there isn't a baby yeah. face stable in impact other than yeah. you know a kibosh together team impact one yeah there are, there are no baby face stables so yeah. yeah he's got plenty of choice to take on multiple people which yeah. if you're building a big guy as a baby face he needs to to face face those insurmountable odds that he'll get from a stable so there you go yeah there you go I just booked it for you impact wrestling you are welcome now Speaking of stables, we move on to the main event, the yep. final match of the night, which was the war for brand supremacy as Team Impact, cobbled together, faced Honor No More. Earlier in the night, Eddie Edwards was found unconscious backstage. He was replaced in the match by Willie Mack. Before the bell rang, chaos ensued and an open brawl took place. When Mike Bennett and Steve Macklin rolled into the ring, the referee took the opportunity to start the match officially. Macklin and Bennett exchanged chops before tagging out to Chris Saban and Matt Taven, who turned the match into a technical, fast-paced affair. As the frequent tags continued from both teams, momentum switched back and forth, with neither team able to maintain an advantage for too long. Things started to turn when Honor No More were able to trap Rich Swan on their side of the ring and deliver a quintuple team manoeuvre to him. Swan was isolated from Team Impact for a time, but was able to escape when PCO crashed and burned from inside of the ring to the floor outside of it. Swan tagged Mac, who brought in who brought high speed devastation to Honor No More. It wasn't long before the match broke down again, and this time referee Brian Hevner. Uh, caught the wrong end of a clothesline and was taken out of the match. With devastation lying at ringside, Rhino set up for the gore on Mike Bennett in the ring, but Maria got in the way. From the back came Eddie Edwards with a kendo stick, who took care of Bennett and encouraged Rhino to gore Maria. As Rhino charged, Eddie turned and hit the man-beast across the head with the stick. The other members of Team Impact also ate kendo sticks at the hands uh, and at the hands of uh, Eddie Edwards, and Kenny King pinned Rhino to take victory for honour no more. Eddie Edwards tore the impact patch from his jacket and celebrated with his new team as No Surrender rolled off the air. Yeah. I liked the finish of this match. I did as well. The The rest of the match was, was fine. Yeah. It was good enough. Yeah. But I think I'd had my fill of multi-person matches by the time we'd we'd got to this main event. Yeah. Um and ten people is a lot mm. to, to try and share out focus. So there were just yeah. periods, right, right, who's who's legal in the ring now and getting a chance? Oh, it's these guys. Okay, cool. Well they're gonna they're gonna do some cool stuff and then yeah. they'll tag someone else in. And it was it was just a little bit is it my turn? Okay, it's my turn. I'll do the wrestle for the, for a bit. Now it's your turn to do the wrestle. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. And then we'll we'll just spend some time and we'll get to the big finish that everyone is is looking forward yep. to and expecting. Yeah. Um. So, for that reason, again, it was good. 
but nothing nothing spectacular uh, mm. from the match. Another example of the ending was good. Yes. Uh, and I really like this Honor No More stable. I think they've got some it's really good, good really good members who although you know they represent Ring of Honor technically mm. uh, can carry Impact Wrestling into the future. Um, mm. It astounds me that PCO Pierre Carl Ouellette is still wrestling at a high level after all this time. He was wrestling before I even started watching wrestling. Like a while, isn't it? <laughs> he's been doing it a long time, and he's still fast. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, he's no, you know, X Division cruiserweight guy. Don't get me wrong, but he still moves really quickly. And that suicide dive he took to nobody outside the ring. I'm like, oh my god, how old are you? You're like gotta be nearly 60 and you're throwing yeah. yourself on your face outside the ring for entertainment like good on you man really good Mitman on you high. it is and just this kind of canadian french canadian frankenstein gimmick that he's got going on shouldn't work but no. but it, it does yeah i'm thoroughly it's entertained by it yeah so kudos there and then you've got uh Taven obviously is a, a great wrestler alongside Mike Bennett and uh, Vincent as well. So there are some really good players in this in the stable and Kenny King. I forgot about Kenny King, yeah. uh, who had a good stint in in Impact Wrestling in the past as well. Yeah, the future is bright with this stable. It's yep. good that they they won and can hang around Impact mm -hmm. Wrestling for a bit. Mm -hmm. But it was fairly inevitable, and that's why we both predicted victory for Honor no more. They weren't going to kick them out yet, anyway. If this yeah. match happened in April, when Ring of Honor's about to launch, then I may have predicted differently. Yeah. But no, they were always going to win this match and hang around for a little bit longer, at least. Yeah. So that brings the final score on the night to Jez 7, Dan 7. We have Another tied time. again. Um, but it does bring the prediction competition to a higher number, if not mm. a uh, a higher deficit. Here's where we stand. Uh, I'm on thirty four point five. Mm. You're on forty one. So still, yeah, still separated by about seven points, basically. Yeah, yeah. And with four events to go. Impact Ring Sacrifice, AEW Revolution, two, three, two nights of WrestleMania. Yeah. We may also get, if we get to see that Madison Square Garden WWE event, then yeah. we'll do that one as well. Yeah. In which Brock Lesnar will defend his championship against not Bobby Lashley. Yeah. We all know it's not going to be Bobby Lashley, but that's that's what they're booking. Yeah. Still at this stage. Yeah. So if we get to yeah. see that on, on television, then. We'll probably do that one as well. And anything else that somebody throws in in the month of March. Who knows? But as it stands, we've got at least four events. Yeah. I'm counting the Knights of WrestleMania as, as separate events, yeah. really. Lots of predicting still to come. Hopefully I will be able to, uh, to return to my glory and not have to spend some postage money on sending you the, the championship belt for winning. Yeah, the sure. Quarter. Mm, well, we'll see. Uh, but staying with the numbers, it's now time, Dan, to give this show a rating. Mm. 
And so today I ask you to give this show a rating out of five impact jacket patches. Okay. Very relevant. Um, it was a good pay-per-view. It was good, but... Yeah, it wasn't great. So I think I'm going to go... 3.5 and once again we agree yeah i'm yeah. going 3.5 as well it was it was solidly good i have yeah. got no gripes with it there's i mm. can't nitpick anything on it in any way it was a solidly good event yeah. but yeah it wasn't spectacular no and it wasn't spectacular and there, there weren't any matches that left me going man that's a that's a match of the year candidate or or even even close to that it was just a solidly good go out there and do a show. Okay, boss, I will. Kind of mm. event. Yeah. So three and a half from me as well. Seems seems fair. Seems reasonable. Yeah. 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 And there we go. Uh, so we're not done with Impact Wrestling because no, the uh, the next time that we uh, that we will be here is to discuss impact sacrifice which takes place mm -hmm. on saturday march 5th mm -hmm. uh, stay tuned to uh the jazz show social media for our predictions for that uh, as yeah. well as uh, aw revolution which takes yeah. place the following night on sunday march the 6th yeah lots of predicting to do gonna think very carefully about my choices and hopefully uh differ from you so i can i can gain some points that would be nice that would be wonderful i could just be annoying and just agree with you on all of them maybe i'll make you predict first <laughs> we're basically going to be going no you predict first no, no you, you predict, predict first. first. no you predict no, first. no it's okay after you after you sir <laughs> it'll just be that won't it yeah yeah maybe we'll write our predictions yeah copy them into a message and then yeah. we'll post them to each other at the same time. How about that? Okay. Simultaneous posting so that we nobody okay. nobody can copy from the other. Okay. Okay. We'll put our like like you're in school, you put a book up over your work so that nobody can copy you. It's basically the podcast equivalent of that. <laughs> Fair enough. And on that note, we're out of here. Thank you very much yeah. for joining us, wherever you have joined us for the main event podcast. I've been Jazz. And I've been Dan. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.